Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Nintendo!
Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat for the week of August 11th, 2016. I am your host, Jose Otero, and we have a special guest today. We have a lot of things to Thank talk you. about, more specifically about Metroid, <laughs> less specifically about Pear. I am Jose Otero. This is IGN's Nintendo Show. I'm joined by Pear Schneider. Hello, hello. I'm joined by Brian Altano. Hi. And by special guest, Andre Seegers of Game Explain. Hey, thanks so, for having me. Founder, editor in chief. Am I getting the titles right? It's whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Okay. Sun God King of all games. I'll take it. That works. Okay. That's fine. Um, So very much a group known not only for their passionate Nintendo discussions, but also for some of the best analysis videos probably on the web. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, So what's the deal with the Zelda Breath of the Wild analysis? Like the people want to know. Yeah. Bring that up. Yeah. Right here. Yeah. It's destroying my life. Okay. Like usually, like we can take like a two minute video and we turn it into like ten, twenty minute, you know, thirty minutes. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Uh, So when they have like eight hours of a Dream about one game it kind of complicates things a bit. So, but I can say here it is almost done. We're finally almost ready to to post it. So I haven't said this anywhere else yet. So that's your exclusive. Oh wow! So promotion for myself. He brought us an exclusive. Yep. This is this so is wait. Great. How long is this video? It's right now. So it, I don't have it timed out exactly. It's going. It's over an hour and fifteen minutes at this point. Oh, so, oh my god! Um, oh my god! Nice. Okay. It's, it's not. Yeah, it's been. It sounds there. awesome, but it's it's like you know I I know what it's like to cover Nintendo when there are not a lot of Nintendo mm-hmm. games coming out, obviously, mm-hmm. and like it must be nice to get that giant plate of crackers all at once. It's, you know, it's funny going to E three. You're like, what are we gonna do? There's nothing here to play. Yeah, like nothing yeah. to cover, and then you just you know it's all Zelda, yeah. and there's a ton about that game. Yep, mm-hmm. so. for sure. Fair enough. That's also, awesome. uh, you guys have uh, your own podcast, which is called Game Explain Real Talk yep. Podcast. You can find that on iTunes and everywhere uh, else. Um, but you are listening to Nintendo Voice Chat. And you can leave us some feedback like Brayton2000, who left us a review on iTunes. And he said, I've been listening to this podcast for about a year now. And throughout the year, this was something I regularly look forward to at the end of the week and still do. And he left us a ton of great feedback, which is really long. I don't want to read it all. But thank you for your devotion to your craft. Continue playing with power because there's no play like it. So he kind of threw those two uh, marketing slogans together. I guess I should. I'll take it. I'm grateful. Thank you so much. Uh, So in news, there's not a ton going on, but this past weekend, Metroid turned 30, which... Did you may, how did you know? Yeah, you may not have you, noticed what? because nothing was really said, uh, at least on Nintendo's side. So mm. Nintendo sticking to, so far, uh, the strategy of we only promote a game anniversary when there's a game coming out with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so the original Metroid was released on, uh, excuse me, on August 6th, uh, 1986, on the Japanese-only mm. uh, Nintendo, excuse me, Famicom disc system. Right. We talked about it on the show before. We have a great Metroid uh, episode you should check out, but this was produced by Kumbe Yokoi. You have uh, awesome names on that roster as well, like composer Hip Tanaka, one of my favorite mm-hmm. uh, video game composers of all time. And North America didn't get it until 1987 in a cartridge format, not a disc format. But I wanted to talk about our favorite sort of Metroid mem- memories, because... You can't really find that from Nintendo these days. At least they're being really quiet about it. Hopefully next year. You know, like, Metroid is one of those rare examples of a franchise that was bigger in the U.S. than in Japan. That was Japan-made, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so I have high hopes that they'll acknowledge its existence. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) That'd be nice. Yes. Mm -hmm. Even a tweet. So, I mean, is this an acknowledgement by Nintendo that Federation Force doesn't count as a Metroid game if they're not even tying those two together? Yeah, I I think it's acknowledgement that the internet hates the game. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, well, I mean, it's tough. It, It... it says Metroid on the box, right? <laughs> Metroid Prime on the box. Even. Yeah. 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 Now, those are two good words that go <laughs> yeah. well together. <laughs> right. Yeah. There was a time. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's tough. I um, 
I look at what they've done for Super Mario. Was it the 25th or the 30th anniversary of Super Mario? Where uh, they put together the whole All-Stars package with the book and everything like that. That was 25th. Yeah. 25th. Yeah, last yeah. year for the 30th, they were talking more about Mario Maker. Right. So. And we had Mike Drucker on talking about how he helped work on that, that packaging, That's the whole right. design and stuff like that. I, like, I kind of like nostalgic you know celebration nintendo where they look back at the at their accomplishments because i think that nostalgia and their legacy is one of the best things they can lean on mm-hmm. so when they're quiet about it i'm like it it feels like when your friend has a birthday and he's like i don't don't tell anyone it's my birthday and you're like no it's your birthday we should go we should go to the bar and he's like no no, no just don't make a big deal out of it and you're like but everyone loves you we want to go celebrate and he's like yeah i guess you know what jose does <laughs> i was looking at you here please don't bring that up well halfway through i was like oh that's right wait what is this well, I was going to get up in front of the room uh, and at the editorial pit the other day and be like, hey, everyone, one last thing. It's Jose Otero's birthday. That was a while ago. It wasn't yeah. his last week or we, Recently. Yeah. Okay. And I want everybody to clap and cheer, but he told me specifically the day before. He's like, it's my birthday. We're going to go out to lunch together, you, me, and Pear, and make a big deal about it. Like, All right, fine. Done. Not allowed to mention it. Good, it was a good lunch. Yeah, no. nice. I respect that. Well, That's so right. maybe the, the, you should like Nintendo's approach to Metroid. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, it's sad for maybe me. Maybe they took Samus out to lunch. No. Um, and shot her. Well, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, one of those old shooting lunches. We're going, we're going there. No, I mean, Metroid was just such an important game for me. I mean, I feel like, of course, there's the, the, the three big titles, right, that every Nintendo fan talks about, which is, you know, Zelda... Mario, and then usually it's Metroid, unless you know someone who it's Donkey Kong, which I'm not going to shame those folks, but seriously. No Stone Race um, FX? That doesn't... Yeah, no, none of that. Um, but, but to me, like Metroid was this thing that when I played it as a kid, completely grabbed my attention, even though in a lot of ways it was really difficult. Like You didn't have a map. There was certain ideas that just... I was not used to seeing in a platformer. Like The idea yeah. of just like exploring a space and it's consistent. Like Think about it. Mario levels are just stages. Um, but this one... There isn't a break in between. You're not really having any like heavy pauses except for when you're doing like some platforming. Right. It was very like there was no direction back then. No, it was know? obtuse and labyrinthian and weird mm-hmm. and harrowing. Like you were like, who am I? Where am I? Like why do why do all these tunnels look the same? Yep. Then you get older and you realize that they reused a lot of the same tunnels. <laughs> but when you're a kid, you're like, oh, this is I'm I'm I lost. I'm going in circles. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the whole elevator system for, to go from section to section to section was so different than anything else they were doing at the time and that to get off the elevator and be in this completely tonally shifted area that had uh, almost a completely different palette and uh, just artifacts everywhere and the fact that it was both alien and it also felt like there was a weird history to things yeah. like the Chozo statues and stuff like, yeah. well, the music, it was the very Giger you know to the way it changed yeah. from area to area which other games had done but there's something about the first time you go down to like Craig's territory yep. the first time you go to Ridley's area yep. uh, which also sounds really weird today because it's still that yeah. like yep. it sounds like soda yeah, it was, or, it was like kind of creepy yeah no it was, it was really special and so I felt like Zelda and Metroid were the two games that really informed me as a kid yeah. of what I thought thought of games and it's sad to see 30 years later like them not really acknowledge it especially when like retro gaming and nostalgia is such a big thing on twitter Mm -hmm. and on social media you just post a picture of a box and everyone likes it and it's basically founded a genre right like we say metroidvania still because those two franchises developed at the same time like that concept of exploration and the item gating and everything Mm. and like it's it's crazy that it's not celebrated more. But what was your favorite memory? Like I'm trying to figure this out. Oh, it, um, is it is, have is a, it playing the original or is a, it later like a I Metroid have, Prime? I one? have several. Uh, the the shortest one I would say is that I used to carry the Metroid manual everywhere, Aww. like the little the little uh, the gray silver cover manual 
everywhere. I think it was under my pillow, like at night, because I was this wow. obsessed with that world. Were you hoping for uh, Samus to visit you at night? I don't know. It wasn't the tooth fairy. You know, wake up, <laughs> man, there's a, a tooth Metroid. Appears. No, you know how kids are. They yeah, get really yeah. attached to things. Metroid was this game I got really attached to, and just turning it on and listening to the music always made like just blew my mind as yeah. a kid because I felt like other games didn't sound anything like it. That's true. Um, but the one that uh, from a more adult perspective, uh, not that kind of adult, um, would be when I got Metroid Prime. Right. Um, I will never forget the lead-up coverage, uh, reading in uh, like reviews in like Electronic Gaming Monthly, and just hearing it is every bit as good as you hope it will be. And then the minute I fired it up, heard that amazing music, saw how Nintendo got the first pers- person perspective to work, uh, just completely blew my mind. That was one of the best weeks of gaming I think ever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when it came out. Well, I think that game did for the Metroid franchise, what Ocarina of Time did for the Zelda franchise, you mm-hmm. know, and what Donkey Kong 64 didn't do <laughs> for Donkey Kong. Right. Um, yeah, there was something just incredible about playing that game. And I think even right down to the visor effects for its time, were yeah. in- inc- like, and even walking into Fendrana for the first time, everyone remembers that moment of like, just being surrounded by that ice and that yeah. desolation and being and like, the music's so good. Yeah. And, and especially because you came out of this like weird, craggy tunnel and it was dark and gross and then everything opened up and yeah. it was just you heard those like kind of fluttering piano keys and yeah it was such a cool such a cool thing yeah. what about you Andre yeah I mean Metro Prime for me as well I was actually late to Metroid in that Metro Prime was basically my first Metroid game wow. that I actually finished I played the other ones like in passing at Brands Houses or whatnot. Um, so Metro Prime did stand out to me as, uh, as being my personal favorite I've since gone back and played Super Metroid, yep. uh, the GBA remake of the original what Zero Mission. Zero yes, Mission, that's yeah. right. Yeah, and I started Fusion. I haven't. I'm working my way through that slowly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you hit on something there with uh, Metro Prime, like really doing a great job updating that game from 2D to 3D. Yeah, I would say it's actually more true to the original games than either Mario or Zelda were at that point mm-hmm. when they brought when they were introduced to 3D. Mm-hmm. I actually wrote an article about this uh, on IGN back in the day about huh. how several franchises going from 2D to 3D. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Metro Prime, like that for me, like I just remember like it was a very moody, very atmospheric experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it holds up to this day. Like I can go back, replay that, and it's, it's still a brilliant experience. That, that game was like it, it was good against all odds, right? We talked a little bit about the development history and like the you know the team that made the forgettable Armorines, right? Working on <laughs> yeah. on bringing Metroid back, and you know my favorite memories. Uh, we we also discussed in the past, like us telling the world that it was going to be a first person perspective game and trying to like we knew everybody's going to lose their their crap over it, and like us trying to like temper the message, saying like, but it's not supposed to be an FPS like the other. Yeah. So we're like, it's an FPA. If it's an FBA like just that feedback like there was so much love for the franchise but people also didn't want anything new mm-hmm. they wanted Super Metroid again and again and again mm-hmm. and so when Metroid Prime turned it into a first person game there was a lot of resistance mm-hmm. especially because yeah. when they first showed off the game of Space World or a demo yeah. reel of it it was a third person perspective yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah I think the um, the idea of first of all I think you totally nailed it in that uh Making a game from 2D to 3D in the way like Super Mario World went to Mario 64, um, you gained a lot, but you also did lose a lot. Like it, it's just not a direct one to one. But you're so right in that Metroid Prime really does feel like the classic Metroid games. In that there's even like morph ball segments and yeah. sections that are specifically tuned for that. Uh, item upgrades mm-hmm. feel just as good in 3D as they do in in 2D. Yeah. Um, it was also like in terms of 
uh, first-person platforming games, which a bunch of games had tried and continue to try. Turok. Yeah. <laughs> just couldn't get couldn't it right. Couldn't see where to land. Yeah, yeah. Half-Life 2 was the other one. You'd just be like, you, oh. Geez. Yeah, you just never really had that problem with Metroid. And it was doing so many intelligent things with, with, with a system like that. Yeah, they had the boost jump and like slightly the camera dips yep. down when you yep. jump. It, so it felt right. There was a good weight to it. Also, I think what it did with the, with the, the doors... The, how, how it masks the loading yeah. is one of the smartest things I've, I've seen a game do. It, it did lead to moments where you're like, damn door, open <laughs> yeah. the yeah. Oh my god, shut door. Like, yeah, it, made you, it made you think like, oh, there's like this, yeah. the space door stuck like a, yeah, yeah. a door in real life would yeah. get stuck. It should have sputtered yeah. and stuff. But, yeah. but there were a couple of things like the morph ball. I think a lot of t- people take for granted <clears throat> what it actually added to a morph ball control. Like yeah. all the magnetic rail stuff was not in the original. Right? No. Like the morph ball was used to get into small spaces or, you know, jump on a Chozo statue and, and get something but like that was they they added so much cool stuff the yeah. half pipe yeah. stuff remember that yeah. 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 it was yeah. fun to be a morph ball in that yeah, yeah. yeah. Met- super metro it's like okay i'm a morph ball now but. Yeah, yeah the credit to retro for not just figuring out yeah let's add physics to this and make it more interesting but it was also about like every tiny detail they can sort of squeeze yeah. in from reflexes in the visor to like moisture buildup mm-hmm. like those were things that i feel most first person shooters at least on console i don't want to make the claim that any because you never know what's on pc ever yeah. <laughs> like yeah. at least i didn't i'm not a PC gamer. We're Nintendo fans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's it's one of those things that you just when you first saw it, you were like, holy cow, the, the level of immersion. Like it almost felt like your TV was that window into the space, just yeah. like the visor screen is meant to be. And yeah. ga- it's something and, that few games get right. And games like um uh Time Splitters and Duke Nukem, they they played with scale in like your character shrunk or it got bigger. But in this, it kicked into third person for morph, morph ball mode, and you saw Samus. Like every time you hit that button, you saw Samus like yeah. unfurl and yeah. furl back into the character she was, and there was something really satisfying about that, about getting reminded constantly that you were still that awesome yeah. intergalactic. I, they avoided hunter. they avoided that cipher problem like a game yep. of Call of Duty has, where you're like you're like, oh, I know who I was just because my character just died in the middle of the story, but yeah. I don't feel anything. You know, yeah, but that's something to uh, credit to like Bungie doing as well, where like anytime you entered a yeah. warthog the camera will pull back to be able to show you, okay, different control or similar like controls, but it's more about like getting around at this point. Yeah. Like let's yeah. switch this up. And I've always appreciated that about Metroid. But my, my favorite memory kind of playing the game, obviously this, discovering Metroid Prime was just, we were just on a high the entire time. Like the moment we got to play it in a darkened room mm-hmm. at E3, we just walked out and we're like, man, what is, why is this so I'm good? I'm surprised they let you in but after that scoop that you put on the internet. That's right. That's that, 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 the that, props to Nintendo not, for not holding a grudge. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very close to the show. We actually did, you know, we broke something on Star Wars Episode One Racer, and we published something like just a couple of days before we were invited to the Lucas uh, Ranch and the studio, and they were so pissed at us. Like did they, they were, let you in? oh, they first they wanted to cancel the appointment, then they let us in, and we just got it was like being called to the principal's office. Oh, uh, but with Nintendo, it was not like that. They were like, yeah, thanks for the scoop, and let's play the game. But no, my favorite memory, like. Memory, I played Super Metroid before I played the original Metroid. Mm. And so Super Metroid was my first, the first time uh, I was exposed to the Metroid franchise on the Super Famicom in Japanese. Um, and what struck me was you, you get a sense that you know this world. You traverse all these areas over and over. There's certain doors you can't open. You're like, I know I need to get something to open it. Sometimes you get that metal-looking dead door. You're like, well, what the hell do you do, right? But... 
um, running through that glass pipe over and over and then figuring out that you can use a big bomb to yeah. blow it up and you get out into the water. That was mind-boggling. I had that recently when, we played the ga- when I played the game. Yeah. Like, yeah. What do I, do? I was like running for like three hours. Like, what do I do? <laughs> yeah. But then you feel so smart you and do. you like for a moment you feel like you're the only person who knows. Yeah. And the same with the scanner, the, yeah. vi- uh, the visor where you can find holes in the walls. Like mm-hmm. the moment you realize there's been an opening there the whole time and you've just been an idiot for never going over yep. there. Yep. Like you feel like you get this amazing discovery moment. Yeah, yeah you, it's Brian? very cool. Well, I was a lot like you, Jose, growing up in that I was really big into the original Metroid. Even though, um, if we're going to be completely honest, it's it's one of the games that and Metroid Two for Game Boy have the ones that, that they've aged not as not well, not as well, not yeah. as well as the others. And because they're like we said, they're obtuse, and it, they're games that really do need a map system. But I enjoyed the hell out of them. I loved uh, uh, putting in the code to have. S- just playing as Samus without the without the the whole costume and everything like that, mm-hmm. um, and just exploring that game was great. So when Zero Mission came out and I got a chance to revisit that game, it was incredibly special because I think that we spend much of our adult lives reminiscing with nostalgia over things we remember to be better than they actually were, mm-hmm. and Zero Mission was better than it actually was. Uh-huh. Like it was a great way of taking something that was good but not great that had some problems and updating it to uh to the year it came out whatever year that was or uh, to update, updating it to a post super metroid world um and it just felt so great to revisit those areas but have new uh you know abilities and just have it just felt tighter there was a map uh it was the kind of game that i felt like i could play through a bunch of times again and i did and i took that game everywhere for like went on like six flights that year and just kept replaying it yeah. um and i didn't think that you know, Fusion was as strong, but I liked what they did with that game. But Zero Mission is pretty much the perfect Metroid game outside of Super Metroid. And, and f- game, yeah. far and away, one of the best 2D platforming games ever made. Yeah. So, Andre, you wrote, the, you said you wrote the strategy, strategy guide for IGN for Metroid Prime 3. That's right, yeah. Corruption. Way back in the, in the, uh, the mid-2000s. So, did you, when you wrote that guide... Did you still like the game, or did you get that kind of reverse <laughs> Stockholm son- syndrome where you hate the game because right. you had to explore it all? So I was always able to to really separate my feelings yeah. from the guide from the game. I feel like right. overall, uh, but writing guides for Metro games <laughs> is a little bit annoying. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, all those power ups everywhere. It's it's just a mess. Any so. puzzles stand out in your mind that you're just like, oh, I cannot do this. That was I the first person continue. welding game, right? It had oh, a yeah, welding it was that too, yeah. yeah. No, they also had like turning door switches. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. I don't remember yeah. which side. I don't remember any particular puzzle, but mm-hmm. I think like just explaining where to go in like a three Metroid environment is a pain in the ass. Yeah. yeah. Um, especially back then, we're using like really tiny pictures. I can't really show the map <laughs> at that point. Yeah. So. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So well, it was just explaining how to get, get around. Well, I don't know how you pulled it off, but I want to personally say thank you because <laughs> I know for sure I use that guy. <laughs> I know for sure I use that guy when Metroid Prime Three came out, and yeah. so thank you so much. I'm for happy that. to help. Yeah. yeah, that game. That game had some really confusing um, elements. Just like you know, as these games got bigger and bigger, I think it got more confusing. It's the Banjo Tooie syndrome, right? Like yeah. Kazooie, you learn the overworld, you know where everything is. Tooie, you're like, oh my god, I'm lost. Where was this damn house again? Right? Mm-hmm. And like, I think Metroid Prime Three had a couple of issues like that, and it had that crazy rail system to yes. the outdoors, right? Yeah. right? Yeah. I was gonna yeah, say it. Right. it Actually, it experimented a lot with verticality more yeah. than pretty much any other metric. Especially game. that last area, like the one where you find the sky 
is this the yeah, first yeah, yeah. In the that's, sky? that's almost basically just a, a series of like overhead roller coasters yeah. that are all interconnected. I have no idea how you explain that in yeah. a guide. <laughs> I don't remember how I did it either. <laughs> well, it's still on our site, so you can go back and read it. But yeah, yeah that was that was a really cool game. I mean, I think people were bummed out because it had. Um, there are a lot of NPCs with like voice acting and stuff like that. And it's and not well done. It's not good. Remember me? Yeah, it's, it's not. You know, it's, it's not. Acting, it's not right? good voice acting. Yeah. But I think once you get away from all that stuff, there's a really awesome Metroid game there. Yeah. And I think I. I mean, two is the one I keep trying. I keep wanting to go back and two finish. makes you feel bad. That's the issue, right? Two has the poisonous world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And like, I never like games where you're you're spending a lot of time in a place that makes you feel bad. Where you're punished yeah. for existing. Yeah. 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 There's it's, a sense of urgency there that like, is, it either makes or breaks that experience but like link, right or wrong. Link to the Past, the Dark World is cool, mm-hmm. right? You're like, oh my God, it's like a bizarro version of this world, but you're not losing health while you're walking around. And that's unfortunately what happened. In well, it's weird. It reminds me a lot of... Uh, of the original Star Wars trilogy because people have talked about what? No, hear me out. Okay. <laughs> hear me oh, out. Wait, wait. No, so Empire Strikes Back, the second movie, um didn't get as many people returning to see it over and over because it wasn't really a feel good film. Yeah, that's true. Whereas A New Hope and Jedi are just like fun adventures you can go on and people are like, I want to keep going back. They kind of end the same way too. But, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's always been my beef with Jedi is just it ends like the first uh, Star yep. Wars, you well, know. Just like Metroid Prime. Mm-hmm. In your face pair. There you go. Um, but speaking of just, you know, this series in general and this anniversary, which, again, sadly, Nintendo chose not to get involved or tweet or say much about it, fans took it upon themselves to make something happen. And, mm-hmm. in fact, a long-awaited uh, fan project called Project AM2R, AM2R stands for Another Metroid 2 Remake, uh, came out that day. But sadly, by, I want to say by Sunday, <laughs> See, like they midday, can, they can be fast when Nintendo they want to be. Nintendo <laughs> Legal uh, served DMCAs asking sites, file hosting sites, to take it down. Uh, that is in violation of copyright. And Nintendo got legal. Now, this is a sad story simply because these fans have been passionately making this game for many years now. This has been something that I feel like even when uh, the Mother 3 fan translation was under works, this thing was getting worked on. Um, and to see it finally come out was really cool. To see it get brought down was very sad. Yeah. But it's – why don't you put more context to this? Because it is easy to feel outraged over this. But, yeah, it's, you know, it, what is Nintendo's stance? Well, it's tough. I mean, when you have a – when you're a, a copyright holder um, – you need to enforce your copyright, right? Otherwise, uh, it will be much more difficult to defend against other more egregious violations, right? Let's say a company abroad releases Pokemon on the App Store and Apple lets it through, right? Like, unless you defend the right, and in this case, it would be the Pokemon company, not Nintendo doing that, unless you defend your rights and show that you keep doing it, it's much, much more difficult to do it on a one-off. And so if they let one Metroid uh, fan project slide... When there's something more serious, they're gonna have they they might have an issue. So that said, though, there's gotta be a solution, right? Like right. working with these guys in at a time where there's a complete absence of beloved Metroid titles. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, this is this should be a gift from heaven, you know, yeah. like having a project like this. Well, especially because in, in these days, you you read a lot about games that have a very kind of robust, passionate modding community, and you read stories all the time about yeah. those modders being elevated to sort of professional status. Yeah. Um, and getting jobs at that company, you know, modders getting jobs at, at Blizzard or Bethesda or whatever it is, um, Valve. or Valve, yeah, for sure. That's a, that's a that's a great right. example. So then they weren't charging money for this game. No, it's free. So, so that's why it's, it's it's always weird to me because I look at if you were to make a like a 
a Metroid fan film, which right. a company did, and actually Jessica Chobot was in it, former IGN. Right, right. um, or if I was to make like a a bunch of drawings and put them on DeviantArt, like those stay forever. But yeah. it's games specifically that Nintendo takes down. Well, it's in not... this case, so it's also a remake of an existing project. Yeah. So you right? think that's what it is? Yeah, and it's 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 not commercialized per se, but it's like it generates value, right, for the creators. Like either people saying that was awesome, here's a job, right, or or traffic and right. you know. Um, it could lead to something else. So that, but, it's tough to make that argument. But is it specifically because it's playable? Because if that guy had made a, that game and made a video of it and put it on YouTube, would, would Nintendo would take that video down? No. No, because no, it then it's a fan video, it right? would have been fine. Like, yeah, I, I think that's specifically it. It duplicates. It used the franchise. It used the characters. It used the name. It uses the music, right? And yeah. then it uses the the copyrighted kind of game data, like the setup of a map and the gameplay elements right. and stuff. And that's, right. again, like that's where companies want to enforce the law, make sure that they have a case when something more serious comes around. Then Nintendo's not sitting there going like, oh, this guy is going to ruin our business, right? People are never going to play a Metroid game anymore. I and mean, it's, it's not like people are buying Metroid well, that I mean, they would if they had remade it, right? Yeah. Like if they did, if they gave Metroid Two the zero mission treatment, I'd be all over it. But it doesn't seem like they have plans for that. So right now, it kind of feels like they yeah. walked in a room and somebody was making dinner, and they're like, "Oh, we ordered a pizza. Don't worry, it's on well, its way." Well, they didn't yeah. do what Capcom did with Mega Man a few years ago, which is another example of an IP that has sort of just fallen to the wayside, right? Yeah. And at the time, I believe Mega Man was celebrating its 25th anniversary, unless I'm going to get wrong. Yeah. And apparently, someone approached Capcom with a Street Fighter crossover for Mega Man. Do you remember that? Yeah. Um, and Capcom sanctioned it. Capcom mm-hmm. said, sure, we'll distribute it. This is cool. I can't remember if you had to pay for it, which is unfortunate, but um, just the idea that they went along with it and they allowed that thing to exist, and it was a cool crossover. They did the, the same the thing for the, the, what was it, the Legacy Collection that came out recently, where there was there were fan-made elements in it that it had come together. Yeah, yeah like they, they let the, the emulation system. Yeah, they let the developer basically try new things, yeah. with it, like and, remix yeah. levels and yeah. whatnot, which is and, not typical. And to be fair, I mean, if you look around, like search the internet, you're going to find a lot of fan projects that relate to Nintendo content, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, monetized or otherwise, like if Nintendo really wanted to take on everyone, they would just spend weeks on Etsy, for example. Yeah, right. And like, <laughs> and I don't think that's what it's this, about. This but shirt I, even I'm wearing. What yeah, you, <laughs> that's blue right. Doom. Yeah. I like it. I Andre like is it. Wearing, wearing a blue moon shirt, but it has the Majora's Mask moon. Yeah. I really like that shirt because it took me a minute to. That's I, that's a great. I didn't notice yeah. until it's he said. I didn't down. read yeah. it. I thought it was just yeah. a, a blue moon shirt. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, and but but like look. I, we, we of course selfishly I want to play this game yeah. and I thought the team did a really cool job and it is one of the weaker Metroid games elevated to actually be better yeah, and to be a better cool standard. and so my hope is that at least Nintendo saw it that much we know and maybe there's something they can work out if if it's at all possible to transfer this code to another machine and make it Nintendo sanctioned then awesome yeah. a little bit like uh sonic mania right that's being made by a bunch of sonic fans yeah, oh, yeah. um but i will say to to nintendo's credit you want to put it this way this project has been in the works for a long time as you mentioned they should have been able to theoretically shut this down at any point in the last six years mm-hmm. uh they haven't it was released and once something's out on the internet you can't rebottle that so i know this is like just going by the letter of the law but if you want to play this game it's easy enough to you'll find it that's it it. and started torrents for it so you could absolutely find that and um, and i I don't think they go after people who download it right like if you pirate an hbo movie or an hbo show 
HBO will go after you, right? Like they will go to the IP, uh, ISPs, and like no, they yeah. they will absolutely. Yeah. They monitor for that kind of stuff. They enforce the law down to the consumer level, not mm-hmm. just a, a fan level, mm-hmm. um, project level. But I don't think Nintendo goes after fans for this. No, for sure. Yeah. Or or I don't think they they'd even consider finding the the team that made it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's more about flexing their muscle and enforcing yeah. the copyright. Uh, the the one of the developers involved in it, who on Twitter I believe goes by the name Doctor M sixty four, was basically asking fans not to take it out on Nintendo that they have every right to protect that copyright mm-hmm. um, so you know if, if you are upset by this news we're just as sad as you are I mean I got to play it I'm assuming you did yeah. uh, what you think like just I, I've only played a little bit same, but same. they did a great job updating yeah. it it's yeah. like it's almost a Nintendo caliber game and mm-hmm. it's done by a small team it's fantastic yeah so, so cool yeah. Yeah, I went back and played Return of Samus, and I was really surprised by how well everything lines up, even though you can say that the scale has changed so much. Where, like, you know, Sam- the Samus sprite on the Game Boy was enormous. Yeah. It was like, like it was, half the screen. It was huge. Yeah, yeah it, it was something else. And you didn't have a map in that version either, but you did have, like, save statues, which, thank God, because the one thing we didn't talk about with uh, the original Metro was that awful password system, and that always comes up in every oh, conversation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. zeros look like system. O's, and yeah, you didn't have to worry about it back then. Um, but, uh, yeah, I agree. Like, really good sprite artwork. Very true to the original designs, even though when you look at the original designs themselves, they're a bit hokey and, mm-hmm. and weird, right? Like, they're, several look like Pokemon to me, I swear. There's this owl-looking mm-hmm. each shape that, like, goes back and forth. I'm just like, oh, that's a thing. But um, I was think Was it made that, by a different team or something? Is it, It's not like Super Mario Brothers well, that was R- USA or yeah, anything, right? No, that, no. I believe that's R&D 1. That was a, a Gunpei Yokoi uh, a joint, I believe. Like, he oversaw I, that game, so, and R&D 1 did uh, Super Mario Land. So the difference in g- design were mostly think, motivated by the Game Boy screen and wanting something that looks more unique and, and different on a smaller screen. I think so, yeah. 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 Although that didn't uh, translate at all to the level design, right. which was completely similar and no matter where you went and yeah. everything that was a very tough game to play back in the day yeah. especially yeah. on the original puke green game boy <laughs> yeah. and given the fact you can't see much around your character yeah yeah, yeah. And there are no backgrounds in that yeah. game as i recall yeah so. no there's no background so you don't really know um where you are ever or if you're backtracking and the entire game is di- it's different than most metroid games because it is about hunting mm-hmm. it's about traveling all over this map and just take it's not about like well, defeat this boss specifically yeah because yeah, it yeah. was it was the aliens to to metroid's alien it was like Ripley going down to wipe out everything on yep. LV. Uh, what is it? Two what? Uh, whatever. But it's SR three eighty eight. I don't yeah. remember. Um, but you, you guys get the idea. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. All right. Fair enough. We're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, let's talk about a new NX rumor that happened uh, today, apparently, and this thing's gonna blow uh, some people's minds. <laughs> we'll be right back. Jose Otero here with Per Schneider, hey. Brian Altano, Hi. and Andre Seegers. How's it going? And okay. today, <laughs> oh, I don't know if this is NS Das Hype material or not, which is uh, just the silly thing we say when something uh, <laughs> exciting is, is related to an NX, uh, those two letters. So a patent was discovered today that Nintendo filed for clip-on controllers, um, and similar to 
at least what's been going around about NX, uh, specifically Eurogamer's rumor a few weeks ago. So this was found by, I believe, sleuthy friends over at NeoGath, um, and the patent shows a controller add-ons that clip onto the sides of a portable device. Um, Now, it's a little unclear to me certain parts of this, but I'm just going to give you uh, the summary. These peripherals won't work through electrical signals. They apparently use infrared to detect button presses. (laughs) Brian's face is slowly contorting in a way that you will not believe. Wait, what? They've done done that before with a 3DS shell. Talk about this. Oh, really? Yeah, Yeah. the giant controller shell. I used the the IR port to connect to the 3DS, but there was no other way to connect. Oh, So there's no physical port. The boat, we called it? Yeah, Mm -hmm. the boat. Yeah, Yeah, the boat. The boat? The boat was IR controlled. Wow. Okay, so uh, another thing on the boat. Uh, A camera in the portable housing will be able to sense default and depress positions for the buttons. That's how that would work. Each of the surface buttons would be connected to a piece that has a bit that can be detected by the infrared camera. Apparently, that's how those two come together. And finally, different positions sensed by the camera would then be translated into input similar to how a standard circuit-based controller could work. The thing that is unclear to me (laughs) is, there's plenty, but when it mentions a portable device, this does not in any way to me spell out if they mean a phone or they mean a future platform, like a different platform altogether. And so that's where my, my biggest questions come from. Because... Couldn't you clip those onto the edge of your phone and just get it moving? Or you, is that you could, not? but the IR thing is yeah. revealing. I think that, that's Good the point. thing. Like the IR, that's why this almost sounds like it's uh, it's for the 3DS mm-hmm. or a device where there was a limitation to do a, a controller add-on rather than a new device. Because what this also means is that when they're not clipped on, these things are useless. Because think about it, you would if it was a regular controller that you attach, which is one of the concepts for the NX, right? It would have Bluetooth or some other means of syncing with your with your console. IR, you're not going to be able to control '90s controllers that were IR. Yeah, Yeah. nobody nobody (laughs) makes a console with IR controllers nowadays. Mm -hmm. I know, but rewind. But uh, this is a stupid thing. But I'm just going to throw it out there. Uh, Would IR be less of a drain on battery than Bluetooth? IR is the cheapest way that you can pull this off. My watch with Bluetooth will last oh. a week. So. Yeah. 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 But well, my phone isn't going to last a week with Bluetooth on, though. Like, just, just throwing that out there as an example, mm-hmm. right? Like, when you're, whenever I feel like I have a device that relies on Bluetooth, I just feel like my battery life goes even faster. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, the Wii Remote lasted pretty long, and that was Bluetooth, right? True. Except true. for the, uh, the sensor bar. Yes, but. that's also true, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Is this, this is new? This is newly filed or filed a while ago? Because it sounds, to me, it sounds more like some other. Please don't be for NX. No, I love no, it. I, like, this, this sounds more like like the like the boat. Well, the patent yes. drawings are yes. terrible, uh, but Brian the, loves patent. So this was filed. Uh, this says January 29th, twenty sixteen. That's what it says. And published. it just surfaced today. <laughs> yeah, published August eleventh, twenty sixteen. It can also be like think of the Poke Walker <laughs> kind of add-on concept or something where you could connect it to uh, an NX I tablet. I just feel like I've gone something. to crazy town. So we don't want this, right? Like we're all well, secretly helping. Uh, this is this to is. me. This sounds like the cheapest possible tech you could do for controlling a device, like with detachable controllers. Almost like you know what I'd expect from an NES classic, like a little thing you pick up mm-hmm. at, at Walmart or Target at the mm-hmm. cash register, like something simpler like that. Um, also, patents always look like a courtroom artist yeah. drew 
a famous person. No. You yeah, know, no, you're like, true. that's not Michael Jackson. No, no the, the photo's not. Uh, really Especially good. if you go back and look at the ones for like the Wii and the Wii U, like the Wii is like this weird flat rectangle yeah. uh, with all this crap coming off the side. Same with the Wii U. It's always this big blocky object. So this looks like a big ugly blocky thing but i have a feeling when it's all said and done there'll mm. be something a little more ergonomic well, for sure the the drawings are never drawn to like exact specifications mm-hmm. yeah, especially it never for something that wasn't coming out wasn't out at the time yeah. but mm-hmm. but, it, but you gotta ask right like let's say this is nx why wouldn't they design the thing with ports for the controllers or something else like why would it have to be like that that seems really strange well, especially because the rumor <laughs> that we we had heard too um well i mean the, the Eurogamers rumor said they clip, clip off we all been talking about that but yep. when we had heard that uh uh, back when we heard it, we heard that those two pieces will come together to sort of form a controller for you to hold, essentially. We never got another source to back that up, so we didn't run that story. Right. But that was something that we were like, wait, what? Yeah. Uh, it was also a secondhand source, just putting that out there for mm-hmm. folks. Well, maybe we the are left bemused. side of that <laughs> controller has a stick and has the battery and everything, and the right side is only kinetic energy and no, a then one, then, port. Then, and then one side will be heavier than the other. That's yeah. going to throw everybody you off. You know what? If this comes out, Brian, I'll give you mine. You can have mine. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I'll, and I'll give you the yeah. other one of mine so you can have a matching yeah. set, too. And then I'm going to clip them to your belt. <laughs> oh, good. Good. Yeah, I want to scare people away forever. <laughs> so all, the, all the other kids beat you up. Uh, look, I mean, mysteries, right? There's so many patents. If you go back into Nintendo's patent filings, you'll find lots of stuff that never came out. And sometimes they have a funny idea or a cool idea and they patent it. I mean, they had that, like, ball-shaped controller with a wind button on it at some point, right? <laughs> like, yeah, if... <laughs> Just Google Nintendo patent like on your phone right now or yeah. on your laptop or whatever. It is there's you'll see just a bunch of really weird drawings that never really came to life. So. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, in other news, can't wait. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Nintendo da- uh, discounted a bunch of Wii U and 3DS games, announced a few bundles. We're just gonna go over them quickly. So starting August 26th, permanent price changes down to 20 bucks. The list is Wind Waker HD, Animal Crossing New Leaf. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Grosser, grosser great. So, uh, Wind Waker HD. Great. Gross, great, great. great. We all agree. Great, great game. All right. New Leaf. Animal great. Great. New great. Leaf. great. Great. Absolutely. We all agree. Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. Uh, Where is I, no, I, I really like that game. It's good. Yeah. I, I don't want to say great. Okay, got, I, I yeah, think it's good. Yeah. And we got... I like that game a lot. Great. Okay, fair enough. I liked it too, but I didn't finish it. But I do like... Uh, 20 bucks is, is a good deal, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. fair That's enough. That's a meaty uh, game. It's not short like mm-hmm. the first one. This next one's going to be great. Uh, Nintendogs plus Cats, Golden Retriever, and New Friends. Gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, so didn't they make three versions of that game? Or is only the Golden Retrievers on the d- discount? Apparently, yeah. <laughs> They don't right. want multiple skews uh, out yeah, there. The yeah. of, yeah. It's America's favorite dog, man. <laughs> Actually, that makes a lot yeah. of sense. Why do I, I sound like, like Bane? I don't know. I like that. I like that. <laughs> that subtitle better. Nintendo dogs. It's America's favorite dog, man. <laughs> Great. Uh, Lego Great. City Undercover. The chase begins. This is the. We're fire rises. Oh God. We can't do this now. <laughs> All right. Fine. In, in in the voice that these two will listen to. Lego City Undercover. The oh. chase begins. Did you call Lego? Okay, I heard Lego. Oh, yeah. No, this um, is the 3DS for the 3DS. The 3DS, the, <laughs> the 3DS version is not. 3DS version is not great. No. You, stop, damn it. Uh, but the Wii U version is. The Wii U yeah, version is really Wii U fun. version is a fun little. Uh, Both of them have uh, horrendous game. load times, but if you can yep. get past that, even the 3DS one. Oh, the 3DS wow. one. It's it's yeah yeah. And I think one one of the things that makes the the Wii U version so charming is that there's it, it's a full Lego GTA basically. Yeah. For, it's, it's Lego GTA for kids, but the the 3DS version has basically there's no life in that world so. Yeah. It's it's not nearly as fun. It's just, yeah no if you if you have a if you're old enough to have a kid definitely 
uh, go for the Wii U version. <laughs> and then kids are pretty resilient to crappy software too. Yeah. Like they'll enjoy the 3DS one too. That's just true. what I always, my nephew <laughs> yeah, used to do that. Yeah. Just what I always wanted. I'd yeah. be like, really? You, really? You wanted it? socks? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, <laughs> that's it? <laughs> that's so um, cute. Hey, admire that kid's optimism because yeah. we don't know how long it'll be there. Well, it's gone. Got? He's 15. Oh, well, so, there it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tomodachi Life. Yeah. Mm. I like this game. It's, I, yeah. eh. mm. I don't think this now, game's... I, mm. Okay. I'm you, bored. Let's see how many sentence fragments in a row we can say. <laughs> what? We just set a record. What is Okay, no, Tamadachi Life was fun because a bunch of us Tamadachi all... Life? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Am I saying that fake Japanese word wrong? Tomodachi, Tomodachi is a friend. word in Japanese. I'm an Italian kid from New Jersey. Tamadachi? Tomodachi Life. There we Don't go. tease Mario. Oh, my God. Um... It was fun because we were all playing it at the same time. Yep. Yes. Uh, when you remove that social element from it, which you absolutely will by buying it three years after it came out, yep. uh, it's not as fun. You won't. You won't get a yeah word. You won't. <laughs> I don't think you're going to get twenty dollars worth of enjoyment out of that. No. And like you guys said, Mitomo's there, so just play that. Yeah, I think it's more and, enjoyable than Mitomo. That's of course. My like, yeah. I think Mitomo hangs on to the question aspect of it and loses some of the zaniness that the game does well. Like it is sort of just this ant farm of your friends is the yeah. idea. Yeah. And if you find enjoyment in that, that's that's the cool part. And I did. I, I mean, You'd see funny things happen yeah. that you wouldn't expect. I wouldn't say it's a gamer's game, but I would say it is if you're open to something that's very offbeat and weird. Mm-hmm. Give this a shot. But see, like, there are other options out there. If you're going to spend spend a couple of bucks more, get Fantasy Life or something. Just you know, get like, Animal Crossing. If they're the Animal same price. Oh, yeah. 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 Animal Crossing is the deeper version. Animal Crossing too. will give you everything Mitomo's doing, uh, or Tomodachi, Tomodachi Life. Nicely <laughs> <laughs> done. You made it. Well, Mitomo, like, I, I still check Mitomo every day, and I have as much fun doing really? that as I do. Wow. You just want the coins, bro. You I don't, I don't tickets. even get more than those. You, you just want tickets to, I, to I play don't, the I, Mario slot machine. I know this. No, it was, I think I said this recently, but, like, the definition of insanity is checking Mitomo every day and expecting results. Yeah. Like, okay. I have as much fun doing that as I do cleaning out my junk mail. <laughs> <laughs> but I still have to do it every now and then. Well, that was good. All right, next one. We already said uh, Wind Waker. I don't know why I have it on here twice. It's worth being on twice. Yeah, yeah. it is. Get it twice. Buy it twice. <laughs> Fantastic game. Nintendo Land. Oh, I yeah, like great. that game. I like that game. I think it yep. should have been 20 bucks from the start. Yeah. yeah that, right? Well, that's it's true. so weird to me that that game is still not available digitally in some form. And oh, I really? Guess, yeah, it's not. It, it, is, it is retail only. Why? Life. You know what? The issue with that game is that you need a lot of controllers. You need yeah. a lot of controllers, it's, a lot of different controllers. Oh, so you're yeah. just going to go to Best Buy. You'll get the controllers yeah. in the game. You'll pray that the Best Buy guy Because otherwise somebody downloads it and goes, don't. Can't play anything with their kids. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. Yeah. Um, the the Mario Chase stuff is really, really fun. Yeah. With, when you yeah. This is a great Louis party Jackson. and drinking game, honestly. Yep. Yep. Um, something the F-Zero minigame makes me sad, especially so, so, <laughs> since it still hasn't been any life sign on the Metroid minigame made me sad. Oh, yeah. That's, that was rough. <laughs> if you're not... I love that one. Really? Oh, no. So, I like that one, too. No, let them, let them speak. What? Why? It, it, I thought it was great. Like, Nintendo finally made a shooter, like a true like true shooter-like experience. That's true, yeah. There was, there I, was I, shooting I in it. it. I actually uh-huh. did. So I didn't like... I actually didn't like the... Um, the ship controls? Yeah, being yeah. the gamepad yeah. person, you were, you were like, the guy having the least fun, whereas every other minigame, I felt like if you were the gamepad yeah. person, you were you were going to town. But if you played That's because you guys aren't good at it. <laughs> no, like I, the, there was a learning curve. Basically, was, yeah. this was the most complicated control scheme you could pick. There is pick no learning the curve when you're taking out your kids with the Samus uh, Aran spaceship. That's what you were doing. Oh, I was doing that. Yeah, they yeah. didn't know what they it were was doing. It was pronounced yeah. hanging on they the get spaceship mad. as a person, that like was being cool. flown around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jose, it's, it's pronounced Samus Aran. Don't, don't, don't. 
use my joke on me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, last one we already said, but Lego City Undercover, great yep. game, right? We all agree. All right. Uh, lastly, there were some bundles: uh, Yoshi Woolly World. There's a pink and a blue Yarn Yoshi. They're like forty bucks each. Captain Toad has a bundle, and Mario Party has a Bowser and a Peach bundle. Captain gross. Toad is a good game. Oh yeah, Mario Party, gross. <laughs> he said it. But Captain That's Toad, yeah, get Captain it. Toad, absolutely. That's the good. every amiibo must go out of our factory bundles. <laughs> <laughs> what about Yoshi's Woolly World? Great or gross? I like, I like that game. Yeah. yeah, it's good. I'm meh on that game. Yeah. Okay. No, it's you. very easy, right? It's yeah. a very kind of it, – it kind of flies by. I like it a hell of a lot more than Yoshi's story. I'll say that. Yeah. Well, that's not the real thing yeah. anything, yeah. but it's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it takes a while to get going. Yeah. Um, and once it does, it gets really creative about halfway through to three-fourths of the yeah. way on. Yeah. I love the extra stages because they do uh, some crazy ideas. Like there's one where you're hanging onto a shower curtain for like yeah. your life or something. I Actually, that's that. one of the games where I really appreciate the amiibo functionality. It's cool scanning an amiibo and getting like a Sonic amiibo and a Mario amiibo. And, and it works just, with most of them. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. it works with what everyone except Pokemon, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. The color schemes are, are really funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah no, awesome. absolutely. Some okay. of them are terrifying. Yep. Cool. All right. So then uh, lastly... Um, or maybe not lastly, we might have room for some question box questions, but we have been building a SNES classic with guests on our show, and Andre, Ooh, you man. have been summoned to, I, I, to give us your, you your five choices. I was excited when I heard about this. This, yeah. this is a fun project. Okay, so I need to explain these two, right? You do need to explain these. So, so wait, first of all, are you going to snub every, anyone... Uh, Potentially. I, I yeah. want to, but uh, I'm going to hold off on snubbing. snubbing okay. I think we'll get into this, maybe. I don't know if we are. Okay, let, let's lead off then with, hang on, let's, let's okay. sum up the list to date. Exactly. So, Jeff Gerstmann came in and said, Act Razor, Contra 3, Alien Wars, uh, Super Mario World, Zelda Link to the Past, and Super Metroid should absolutely be on the SNES Classic. We all agreed. Perfect list. Perfect list. Then Jared Petty came along <laughs> and snubbed Super Mario World That's and added... Petty of him. What? <laughs> and, and added Super Mario All-Stars plus Super Mario World. Oh, that's, World. that's Yeah, you cheated. Now, yeah. this is mm-hmm. under debate. Is I want more wishes as my third wish. <laughs> I think it's cheating because it wasn't part of the game cartridge code. Okay. Like, that's a pack-in. That's like, oh, I got the uh, Super uh, Costco bundle with yeah. 64 and 14 cartridges and putting that on the list. Yeah, but it was one cartridge. It, it was, was part it was of it. It was one. Okay, okay, then yeah, fine. It was, then it was later on they were released. All right, it. Then, yeah. it's, then it's legal. But so for me, where I fall on this, a couple things. One, we were talking before, they changed some things about the game. Yeah. So it's not the purest form that we all know and grew up with. Yeah. Secondly, I feel like as one of the defining Super Nintendo games, it can't be hidden behind the tile screen of another game. No. Mm. You can't access Mario All-Stars to get to Mario World. Mario, Mario World has to stand by itself. Yes. Wow. Mm. I totally agree with that. Bold okay, words. So, are we over- the list. so wait, are we overturning Jared's? Hell no. yeah. No, we can't overturn it. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it. No. All right, we'll wait till you your turn. You can move it yeah. off. When I'm friends with Jared. I'll talk to him face-to-face about it. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, Jared, on top of those moves, uh, that move, he added Chrono Trigger, Good. Yep. Final Fantasy VI, Excellent. Yep. Yoshi's Island, nice. and Star Fox. Good man. I do want to say I respect where he's going from with that. It is more economical to have All-Stars in World. But, sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, same. We, we all love Jared here. If you're listening and going, oh, how dare they? And, no, it's it's. But love. Jose, the rule was he had to remove one, right? No, you could. Oh, you could. Okay. You could. You so could he use was one of your choices to snub someone else's, right, and right. he decided okay. to... Uh, yeah, it's not but when we get off to, uh, up to twenty five games, is that then you have to remove things? Still working or? on this plan. Okay. I have yeah. no idea what we're doing because right. because yeah. I would kill Star Fox from that list immediately. But you know, that's Bur- 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 the best one. That's well, that's really. Hard, yeah. Oh man, I I still love Star Fox sixty four. Yeah. The best. That was good too. I like yeah. that one as yeah. well. Yeah. All, right. all right. Well, let's see what Andre is going to do. Okay. All right. Well, here we go. So. Um, these aren't in any particular order, but we'll start with one and tell us why, and then we'll go to the next. Okay. One. So 
What's better than one Kirby game is uh, seven Kirby games in one. You're cheating oh, already. You're doing no. the petty thing. <laughs> no, this is, this is legit because none of these were otherwise on Super Nintendo. Okay, so, okay, all right. so Kirby Superstar, I feel like, is what, actually the best Kirby game ever made. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. And it has a ton of replay value. It's a great representation of what Kirby is at his best. And it has some uh, fun two-player games in there, too. In fact, those Kirby games are two players in general. So yeah. it's yeah. a very fun game. Respect. Especially uh, on the Kirby front, that is still the best Kirby mm-hmm. game in well, my mind. Is that but game now on 3DS? We, uh, they re-released on 3DS. Ultra, oh, they did? Ultra Superstar, okay, cool. I think. But, something. but now that we have Kirby on this list, that's the end of the list, right? Like, what do you mean? Oh, <laughs> once the Kirby's out, you shut you know his, uh, his That's it. <laughs> Oh, what happened here? You roll out the Kirby. Kirby. You, episode. You roll, you roll out Kirby when you're done with a platform. Is pairs? Uh, okay, I, I said that no particular order. All yeah, right, all right, fine. What are you doing? All right, you get you get to add more then. No, good choice. I, I actually, that was a pretty yeah, funny, yeah, uh, yeah. pretty funny rule though. Excellent, okay. excellent choice. Next up, Super Mario Kart. Okay. Yeah. Where the series started, I think it still might be one of the purest forms of that game. Mm-hmm. There's no garbage bit dragging that game down. It's a pure gameplay experience. It's still yep. fun. Um, yeah. And yeah. and I mean battle what mode. what a battle mode. Yeah. Right? Like that battle mode I I put in so many hours with this game just with a friend playing in the yep. uh, just doing battle mode and then of course I had the two player GP too which was awesome. Hmm. So, Absolutely. Yeah, it was okay. a that's a good choice. You like the Super Mario Kart? Yeah, right? no. I do. Yeah. Like set the rules from the beginning and Basically, the franchise has not changed too much since. I mean, Battle Mode went away, which mm-hmm. was a sad thing. Um, but best, best Ghost House, too, by the way. Really? Yeah, I thought I a really good that punishingly difficult Ghost House. Whenever it popped up, I'm like, oh no, Ghost House! And like, when you fall down, it's like that death is meaningful. <laughs> Interesting. And was, you could use the yeah. feather for shortcuts, which was really technical in that one. That yeah. is a deeper one than I guess. I, I really like the one in uh, Mario Kart Eight. Just uh, not just from visual perspective because that's easy, but even that a lot of the turns are tricky and you have to start them early mm-hmm. otherwise you're in a lot of trouble versus some of the other turns in it's, the game where you yep. get a little bit more leeway it's to a great track but like the mario kart also, tracks the most were so technical that it was really about like you could get that track down and take the shortcuts well, the most evil rainbow road that that yep. was yeah. yeah which it brought back in mario kart 8 yes, actually yes and it's yeah. still evil it's yeah. still evil <laughs> it is, it is, is evil. a mean mean track and like mm-hmm. if you haven't played the game in years you pick it back up you'll start playing it like how could i ever finish this track it's yeah. so hard yeah. it's tough yeah, yeah. Because you can spin out too in that game if you like corner too much. Like yeah. Eventually. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, they got rid of that over time. All yeah. right. Okay. Next up, uh, we already have Chrono Trigger on the list, so I'll go with the I think second or third best RPG being Earthbound. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. With uh, my hero, I'm replaying that now on rumors. 3ds. Oh, are you? Yeah, yeah I love yeah. it. It's it's actually it's like a stupidly good portable game, which is not what it was designed for, but it, it works perfect for something like that. Mm. Like, like I have a flight to Germany on Saturday mm. and you guys are both going to be there, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited to put some time in that game. Nice. It's a good one. Maybe I need to download it too. What? Yeah. Earthbound? Yeah. When was the last time you played Earthbound? Uh, Did you play it when it, ages when ago. it, you didn't play it when it came to Wii U? No. Or okay. what about Super no. Famicom when you were huh? in Japan? Yeah, I played it, but I don't remember. I don't remember picking it up afterwards yeah. at all. You know what? I have it on Wii U though. Yeah, I just didn't didn't play it. Okay. It's like seven ninety nine on 3ds. I started. I made my son play it, saying like, "You got to learn all these, you yep. know, old games and be classically trained." And then he disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he went um, to go play Minecraft. Yeah, I, I showed exactly. up to uh, Earthbound late. I think I didn't play it until twenty twelve, but yep. it completely blew me away. Uh, it still holds up as a fantastic game. One that you don't need. Like, there's some games from the nineties that you just still needed a guide for. Somewhat, mm-hmm. it is not one of those games. Whatsoever. It came with a guide though originally. One yeah. of yeah. the best guides. That's right. Um, and. Uh, 
yeah, even watching Stranger Things recently on Netflix reminded me just the setup yeah. of like three boys and, and the girl in the pink dress. I was just yeah. like, this is Earthbound. Wow, like, you know what? I didn't think about. We yeah. just did a bit on Up at Noon today where we talked about the things you should watch after Stranger Things, and Earthbound's a perfect one. I did not think of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. telekinesis and all that, like being like right. part of it. Yeah, um, it just and it, that kind of adventure. Uh, obviously, wow, Stranger Things Maybe a little it's scarier. A secret adaptation. <laughs> Nintendo lawyers deploy. <laughs> <laughs> Shut it down. Yeah. Shut it. Down. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, next is so. Growing up, I always like I always wanted to run my own business. As such, Harvest Moon really appealed to me. Yeah, and, uh, that's a franchise that it had very modest beginnings. They did not make many of those for Super Nintendo, but since then, the franchise blew up, mm-hmm. um, basically on like every platform now, in some form or another. And especially inspiring other games now, like Stardew Valley, I believe. Yeah, yeah, um, and and got widely ripped off on mobile, right? Like yeah. the first yeah. kind of Harvest game Farmville. wave yeah, with right, Farmville yeah. social mm-hmm. games really took that concept. Unfortunately, the Harvest Moon guys missed that wave; otherwise, yeah. they'd be printing money. That's right. That's a really, really good choice, and like that—that that is one of those games that I always fondly remember from be, for being so different from mm-hmm. every other game. You know, like just totally the just the simple tasks of like planting stuff. It's it's just so well done in that game. It, t- it taught you time management skills. You yeah. know, like balance your social life, your business. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like that. Uh, and and just like really good sprite work, if I remember correctly. Like, like I just yeah. I really love like that era, uh, the nineties uh, for for Super Nintendo games that mm-hmm. look like that. Yeah, good music too. All right. Um, so this this may be a cheat. But uh, if we did, if we, I think before we get the Super Nintendo Classic, a Game Boy Classic would be cool. But I thought, why not combine the two, put a Super Game Boy on there, have all the all Ooh. the thousand Game Boy games. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if we were pissed at the Jared Petty thing, that's a that is a bold Fine. move. I'll go with my real. How about a Mame then. Cabinet? All right. <laughs> all right, Donkey Kong Country Two. That's okay. My, okay. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Okay. It's okay. the uh, before Tropical Freeze. I would say it was a pinnacle of the Donkey Kong series. It's the best one on Super Nintendo. I think one of the best platformers ever made. So I think it needs to be on. So why do you like that one more than the first one? You know, I actually, I, I think the first one is also a great game, yeah. but the second one really ironed out some of the problems of the first one. Like, there were some um, collision detection issues with the first one, yes. some level design issues, so they really just figured it all out. They added the collectability thing, yep. which was only something they toyed with in the first one, so yeah. it really made you explore these levels and really just take them all in and mm-hmm. just added a lot more replayability to the game. Silicon graphics, man. Well, not the, that was one of the words. It was like CGI, really. Like yeah. it was the, the CG supercomputer. Yeah, silicon yeah. graphics, yeah. <clears throat> no, yeah. you're right. All, yeah. Everything in that game was mocapped. Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> a guy in a Donkey Kong suit. A guy named no, it was a real guy named Mo in a cap and gown. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the whole thing. Also, Dixie. She was awesome. So. I was going to say, yep. yeah, no, yeah. To, to bring that one were up. You, were you a. Donkey Kong Country fan, you you like you like those games? No, you're you're okay on them. I'm okay on them. I'm the guy like I no, I really like I've Tropical Freeze. Like, I'm mm. so glad someone oh, finally you, came on brilliant. the show yeah. and freaking dropped it right here. Said one of the best <laughs> Donkey Kong Country games ever. Did you hear it? <laughs> That's not saying a lot though. There's only Sam a plenty. few of them. Sam Planet Game Explain is on my side. <laughs> All right, I'm with you. I'm with you. No, I actually replayed. Um, <laughs> I replayed Donkey Kong Country like two months ago, and I was like, yeah. you know what? This is a good game. Yeah. And I think I liked it in the 90s, and then there was like 10 years afterwards when I'm, I was like, Super Mario World has aged better than this game. Yeah. And then I went back and I played it with sort of a new, uh, you know, more mature lens. And it's still true. And it's, yeah, it's well, it's, <laughs> Super it's, Mario World has aged better. Absolutely. That's, that's such an amazing Undebatably, game. Undebatably, yeah. I'm totally yeah. with you on that. But I think that Donkey Kong Country is a good game. Um, okay. And I'm, I think I'll probably play through the second one again. You kind of inspired me. And there's something to be said for, even though Mario World has, has aged better, for like the Donkey Kong history with using CGI yep. or SGI yeah. graphics or whatever. Yeah. Like it looked amazing yeah. this time. Yeah. 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 Like I remember 
people saying like they thought it was a 64 like they thought it was from Nintendo 64 at that mm-hmm. point yep. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and they had they had the guts to come up with a very unique style too if you remember the way the trees looked and everything like it looked it wasn't just that they were 3D. They looked different. They had the stylized, like, cartoon well, there was depth to look. It. Yeah. And, and they and did the a really nice job yeah. with that. Yeah, for sure. It was yeah, no, like a Pixar movie. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, and, it, and it's time. No, I, yeah, I, you couldn't ignore when Donkey Kong Country came out. I felt mm-hmm. like it was just the biggest thing ever because of how it looked. Um, but I do agree with you guys. Yeah, it has not aged well, sadly, just as resolutions got higher. I think we can all agree that Donkey Kong Country 3 is not a great game. <laughs> yeah, we can't agree on that. I don't know what happened there. I don't know. Baby Kong socks. <laughs> All right, no debate. I, 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 no I debate was, on this program. Yeah. Podcast killer, right? Yeah, yeah, there it is. Wow. Good night. Drop the mic. Shut it Flip down. Controllers. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Yeah. We got All quiet. Right, so hang on one second. I do. I guess because we have a little questions? bit of time, let's just go to the question block. Uh, this is a weekly. Well, not weekly. It's a segment we bring back when I feel like it right now. Because uh, yeah, respect. Uh, so hang on. Where is this thing? You got some chosen um, ones? Or are you going to? No, do I random? got some not. Uh, no, I don't. Ha- I have actually a few chosen ones, but I just saw an email that I'm really excited about, and I'm trying to not look at it because something I've been waiting for in the mail finally showed up. Uh, my computer's not it's a Hamilton along. hat. With <laughs> no, I already got one of those. Yeah. Well, you you got some you got something to say about Hamilton? You got a problem? <laughs> Do we have a problem on this podcast? Only a few people can say that to their boss and keep their employment. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you don't know what I'm texting <laughs> to HR right now. There goes my job. All right, so hang on. I'm just gonna bring it up on my phone where the reliability of the signal is fine. Now I All want right. to know about the secret email Jose got. What did he get? What's no, his present? No, uh, I ordered a uh, Super Famicom themed 3DS from Japan. Oh, yeah. And it says it was delivered two days ago, and I have been losing my mind. There's nowhere to be found. Uh, and it was expensive, and I l- ordered it a long time ago. Whoa. All right, so this is from good friend of the show, Charlie Gatson. I don't know why you send us really good questions, but you do, and we love you for it. Uh, new 3DS Mario bundle, bundle, worth it or not worth it? He says, hey, about a year and a half ago, I wrote in to ask what you thought about the smaller version of new 3DS and if it would arrive to the U.S. shores. Many moons and many bundles later, I finally found one that has caught my eye. And yes, I am an ambassador. And yes, I am still using the OG 3DS. Considering we are on the eve of NX and probably a launch next year, is this upgrade even worth it for me, for someone in my shoes? The price of Mario New 3DS and discounted Nintendo Select titles is very alluring. Not to mention the portable's obvious hardware bump. What do you guys think? Worth it for someone like Charlie, who Ch- is a really big Nintendo fan who did not upgrade. Charlie, so, if you never bought the Game Boy Micro, and like you're sitting there now, are you thinking, man, I wish I had bought the Game Boy Micro because it's cool? Because you can't. I mean, you have to yeah. pay a lot of money for it right now. And I think with the 3DS, it may be a similar story where like there may not be that many more games coming, and maybe you've already played all the best ones. Mm-hmm. So it might just be worth it from a... I want this for the future and want to keep it. And right. this is the device I'll use to play the games again. So uh, so Max Scoville, who works here at IGN, co-host Beyond and Up at Noon with me, uh, saw this, this, this story, saw the pictures of the new bundle, and he was like, this thing looks awesome. I really want to jump on this. Maybe I'll finally get a 3DS because his fiance has one and they share yeah, one. Yeah. And he was like, but then again with the NX, maybe I shouldn't. And I was like, I don't think that the NX will replace the 3DS. I think it'll replace the Wii U. It's a third pillar. Yeah, it's a third pillar. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah there, there. <laughs> that old chestnut. Um, I don't think... we're going to knock down in yeah, a few weeks. No, I, th- I think the... Th- <laughs> in a year when it doesn't I count. think the 3DS is going to stand on its own for a while. Um, and what it's got are your favorite 3DS what? games coming out next year? Next year? Yeah. 
I don't. I, none. Yeah, I, but, I don't think I have I favorite think, 3DS games coming out this year. I don't think Max's fiance cares. Like, I yeah. think this is more consider who it's for. Right? Oh, I yeah. see. So yeah. this is somebody who hasn't played a lot of 3DS games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, look, if I, I got to think Charlie's played a bunch. Mm-hmm. If he has the OG and knowing Charlie and knowing yeah, that he yeah. plays games he all day long. Um, so in that case, it's worth it. If you're like, if you're new to 3DS, holy crap. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Don't even yeah. think But if you've had one it. already, I mean, I don't know what the main advantages are. Better 3D. Super Nintendo games. Care. Super Nintendo games. That's a couple things you can do. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. quicker. It's snappier. Like you're not you, waiting for five minutes for Smash Brothers to load. Yeah. The Super yeah. Nintendo games thing is actually a good note. Yeah. Like, um, is yeah. It, I like. <laughs> it's I'm, kind of a depressing note to me, but it, I'm always torn because good. I really want. I want. I really want the new 3DS with the with the faceplates on it, mm-hmm. and I have the XL. And like a bunch of times, I've been like, I should just buy it and then trade in my XL and do the system transfer. But then if I do that, I have to buy a new case for it. I have to buy a new charging dock for it, and then I have then I fall down the rabbit hole of buying all those all those uh, those shells for it. And mm. it's tough. I don't know if I want to lose the screen real estate for that freedom of like of customization. But charging dock, huh? Yeah, I have a little charging you can dock. Plug in the cable. Get the accessories. You can, you, even you can plug in the game. You know what's nice? Yeah. Just to, to, you take my 3DS and you just put it right on. You know what? Charging time. When the NX is out, you're going to have so many problems with the clip-on controllers, <laughs> getting them on there the right way. You just watch. I don't think you understand. I, I save dozens of seconds a year. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm going to turn to Andre. What do you think? Uh, at the end of the day, should he go or should he, should he go for it or should he not? I think it's worth it. Um, okay. Even, uh, even like the uh, the upgrade in screen size from the original, I think is mm-hmm. worth it. Even if it's not as big as the XL. Yeah. Um, no, I mean there's tons of great games. I think they are enhanced by the by the new 3DS. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, unfortunately, with all my capture, like when I play games, I'm stuck on the original 3DS. Right. Because uh, that's what the hardware I got for it. Yep. And yeah. I, I hate like I'm done with that system. I want to move on. Like that screen so small. And yep. yeah. Absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And the faceplates are great. In that bundle specifically, they they put in uh, the sort of. It was the yellow faceplate that I have in the Japanese one that you yeah, saw that yeah. has a bunch of like different sprites for Mario Maker. Yeah, it's and awesome. And then the other one is like a special sort of Mario. Well, what do you play on? Right now? Yeah, because I know you're s- Ghost in the Shell. You hop from... Yeah, I hop from... I'm a crazy man. Yeah, um, Major Kusanagi. <laughs> sometimes. Uh, I, uh, right now I'm on a new 3DS, a smaller one with faceplates. Um, but the 3DS that just got just arrived in the mail is an XL. And I do miss the XL simply for... Like I have big hands, and like I'm pl- if I'm playing an action game on a new 3ds, it just isn't as comfortable. Not to say it's not playable, but just like oh man, this I gotta like really clench this thing. Versus mm. if it's a larger 3ds, it's just way more. Comfortable. I'm with you. I do too. I have both, and I'm using uh, the larger one. Yep. Yeah. All right. Next question comes from. Uh, Shell, who uh, the email was Golden Gyarados. I was like, what? That's the name. That's so. Anyway, long time listener, first time writer. my spouse and I listen to the show together every week. So, question, what do you think will happen with the with Street Pass when NX is released or from a longer term standpoint when support for the 3DS family finally dies out, which is kind of related to what we were just talking about. Mm. I'm thinking specifically of the three of the Street Pass only games in the 3DS Plaza. I love the Street Pass Plaza games and I bought everything from the sales money. When the NX takes over and people stop carrying their 3DSs around, what will happen? I know that I can use play coins to buy cats, dogs, whatever, what have you. Um, but these visitors don't trigger special events within games. For instance, the Ultimate Angler game. Only uh, other people who have the game might alert you to the presence of a special fish on the island. Play coins purchased cats and dogs can't do that. That's a sentence I don't think I'll ever say uh, outside of that. Anyway, uh, this is a good question. Um, what happens to this? 
It's kind of like online where they turn off servers, right? Yeah. Like in a few mm-hmm. years, no one's going to be playing on 3DS. You can't unlock those features. But you can just go and buy a second 3DS, right? Through pass it themselves. Oh, that's so sad. I've seen people in Akihabara oh, do that. I saw people at yeah. the Yorobashi camera in Tokyo uh, near Akihabara doing that. And you just see, like, go from one 3DS to the other. <laughs> yep. But they were street passing with everyone. But it was still like, oh, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they're gone. Yeah. I think they're absolutely gone. Nintendo hasn't done any updates even to the puzzles, right? Like, it's been... That's a good one. It's been a yeah, while, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. They haven't done anything well, in weeks, which means... Uh, months, which means probably not that many people take them on the road anymore. I like think, I told you, when I, when I travel... I get very few street passes. Yeah. I have that thing on in my, my yeah. uh, bag all the time. Mm-hmm. There I, is the yeah. problem, though, of the street pass was a major battery drain on 3DS. Yep. And if NX is a portable thing, you can't help but wonder what does that mean uh-huh. for the idea of street pass right. in the future, right? Like, right. Do, do you shut that down just simply because you want to save more battery life and preserve someone's experience? I think it was really cool, especially when 3DSs were everywhere yeah. and you would street passing people. Um, and what I didn't notice over time, and just recently I, I discovered, was you could actually shorten. Uh, one of the updates lets you shorten when what people would say to you when they come in. So you could just make it to, all right, just give me the puzzle piece. Keep it yeah. moving, like something like that. Not so much that specifically, but just don't tell me your name. Don't yeah, tell yeah. me what game you're playing. Just keep it moving. <laughs> you're just currency. I don't care about you. <laughs> you, could, you could basically belittle someone to yeah. that point. Yeah. I think that's kind of part of the problem, though. Like yeah. Once the novelty wore off, it turned into a chore. For yeah. Like, yeah, you yeah. had to go through the process every time. Even speeding it up, it's took forever mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so yeah. if it if it comes back i think it'd be drastically different than how it is now i i i think i think nintendo likes that concept and i think they will bring it back with nx if nx is indeed a true portable that you take with you everywhere um and because i think first of all they have learned a lot about low power modes and how to pull something like that off in a device without it draining batteries so much uh, and I just think they like it. And then look at the success of, of Pokemon Go, games where, you know, you do get a kick out of seeing when they, uh, somebody else dropped a lure, for example. Like, this kind of, like, real-world application, I think, still nice for portable Well, trading device. data for some games yeah. is really cool, right? Where you'd find out, like, you can pull, you know, a char- I could pull Andre into, like, a Bravely Default, for example, as, as mm-hmm. a character and have him help me. Or uh, in other applications, there was just specific data that uh, Animal Crossing, the whole shopping catalog, was amazing. Like, that was such a good idea in New Leaf. Yeah, and like an Animal Crossing game where you walk around and trade items with others and get items would be a killer app, I think. Mm -hmm. I think that... And it's it's so Nintendo to do that. Like yeah. Sony tried to rip it off with Nier, <laughs> right? And like Nier Boy, was to this date, I don't yeah. know what the little footsteps do, right? Yeah. Like it was a confusing mess. Whereas Nintendo like had a very very clear approach to it. And I think they're gonna keep doing it, but I don't think they're gonna port over the other the old games. They're just gonna dump them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I agree. it's gonna be stuck on your old machine yeah. forever. Yeah. That and, and Miiverse. I would love if Miiverse comes over, and it will. I think it would. Um, just speed it up, man. Like mm-hmm. Miiverse, the experience is painful simply because it takes so long. I'm someone who loves to screenshot and document an experience with a game. Yeah, like, but it's I not fun like, on the Wii. Yeah, yeah on yeah. PS4 I do it all the time, and it's just that simple tap of the share button. It's a pain to upload that to Facebook or, or to Twitter through the app. Sure. You have to like press and hold, and then you yeah. gotta, yeah. there's a delay, and it'll rip you out of certain parts of the game. But I really like doing that. I like sort of preserving certain moments, because to me... Those are more special uh, than yeah. you know, sharing them on a stream. Yeah, so. and it's it's also like I don't know. It's been kind of cumbersome on 3ds, but I, I do like the way PS4 does it to an extent. I'd love mm-hmm. to see them take that idea and and bring it over because there's a lot of really fun, cool moments that happen in Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. And you want to share those yeah. things, you know? Like Wind Waker did a great job. Yeah, with its bottles you could yeah. yeah. it around. And Mitsumo is built around sharing too. Yeah, right? like so it it, uh, it sounds like something Nintendo would pursue too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Well, we'll see. Cool. It's going to be interesting. I mean, games like Splatoon have like a plaza built in where you meet other players and you can like you <clears throat> know, copy their setups and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. you know, they have pulled off that sort of meeting um, stuff without a physical connection. Actually, yeah, I have a lot of like 3DS themes and, and badges that I've got through that store. Like, I'd love to mm. see those come you over. Into and some... Center? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll... I, got, I got hooked this weekend. Oh, really? Time. Yeah. So it, it, it catches me in waves, right? Mm-hmm. Where I'll, I'll go in and if there's like a set of things that I'm into, like they did like a Mega Man set I was cool with and they yeah. did like this classic Mario set. A lot of the old 8-bit sprite stuff. I'll go in there. If there's that, if, if there's a deal for 10 plays for $1.99 and you get a free theme out of it, I'm like, yeah, I'll chuck you two bucks. You know, that's nothing. Yeah. Like I spend yeah. four bucks on coffee every time I walk outside. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't know if any of that stuff's going to carry over, or if it's just enjoy it while you had it type of thing. You know? I think it's all gone. I yeah, think I so think too. I think it's all too. gone. Yeah, yeah. but and, and I'm okay you with have that. To redo all those assets for yeah. a higher resolution screen. Yep. Sure. You know. Yeah. That's I'm weirdly okay with it. I mean, that's, that's the thing about buying digital content. Yeah. Um, or buying anything really, like my, you enjoy it while you have it. Like all the great high scores I got on my Fairchild Channel F don't work on my new consoles either. Oh no, yeah. not that with a yeah. Fairchild. Not the Fairchild. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and with that, we are done. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Nintendo Voice Chat. We are a weekly show on IGN. You know the spiel. Send us feedback, uh, NBC at IGN.com. Andre, tell the folks where they can find you. Plug it all. All right. Well, just just game explain. Type that into Google. It'll take you there. We primarily run the YouTube channel. We also have a website, which we don't really update anymore. But <laughs> uh, Facebook, Twitter, just all game explain. Uh, post all kinds of uh, videos, analysis videos, as you mentioned earlier. And how many people um, are you guys? Uh, we are primarily three, uh-huh. uh, but then there, there are some of the people I help out. Yes, uh, yeah. nice, nice, so, very cool. Okay, yeah. and you you can also get new episodes of Real Talk when in the week, every Friday, or if you're a Patreon backer, every Friday, uh, every Monday, otherwise. Okay, awesome, cool, cool. All right, well, you can find us all on Twitter. You can find Per Schneider at Per IGN. You can find Brian Altano at Agent Bizzle. You can find Andre Seegers at at Andre Seegers, and you can find myself Jose underscore Otero. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back next week with more into the wish. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.